hard every day. I wake up every day and I go to work. I wake up every night and I go to work. I try not to sleep. I try to work more. It's nothing like hard work. Not even, not even Actually, not even money. Because a lot of motherfuckers get the money without hard work and they don't know what to do. And people that get money without hard work sometimes don't even want the money. But hard work is everything. How do I know? Because I work hard. Nah, I don't have I don't have time for that shit. I work too much. It's just music, 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 and money for me, literally. Welcome to Zach's Inspired Podcast. I'm Jerome. I'm a youth mentor, entrepreneur. And I'm here to bring you my life, bring you my world, with a lot of jewels and a lot of gems. And if you take 20% of what I say and apply it, you definitely make some change in your life. So yeah, I'm back with another episode with this podcast. And um, yeah, I feel real refreshing, real focused um, right now with everything I'm doing. And um you know, we're on Spotify. That's great. Welcome to Spotify. And yeah, man, I'm I'm really like trying to push it out and grow it now. And like, um, yeah, it's, a, it's another day, another week. And, you know, I'm really um going to share a lot of great stuff about work because I feel like I, that's what I do. I feel like I'm addicted to work, to be honest. And I want to speak from that perspective. Um, maybe People always want to argue other points um um you know about having a balance and you know stuff like that which stuff i've adopted by the way i think over the years i've definitely take taken things on what people say um and practice them um you know the old the old me would just ignore things and feel like well who are you to talk because you know you don't have this but then i just look at it differently now so yeah i feel like balance is, is something you can never really achieve right especially if you're trying to you know, push yourself and, um, you know, trying to get somewhere. It's really difficult, right? Because you're working towards something that's big. Uh, that might take a while. So you need to not not increase the likelihood of it coming quickly, but increase the likelihood, likelihood of it happening. And the best way to do it is to keep doing it. Whatever you're doing, whatever goals you got, you got to keep chipping away at that goal until it actually becomes a reality. And it takes hard work. I don't think that you can't even argue that right and there's definitely implications of that but what i'm saying is that you need to understand like you know you're not going to get anywhere you want to get to without working facts you know what i mean known right everyone known right now any celebrity any person that's successful is known because they put a tremendous amount of work and that was like my last audio um in the podcast my last episode was about that um and yeah man that's what it's really about man it's just about like putting the work in and you know, it's like you reap what you sow in it. You get out what you put in. That's just what life is about. Like right? that's what working is about, right? It's about you know going to work, actual work, right? Your job. You go there every day <clears throat> to get paid once a month. You know that's that's how it works. So yeah, man, that's that's what I'm gonna gonna talk about as the first topic today. Um, and talking about like you know what I feel my points are and what I feel. Um, you know what? What it matters. What matters really. So yeah. So I feel like everyone you've seen, anyone that's done stuff, has worked hard, and that's it. Um, and that's why people aren't. Um, I feel there's two main reasons why a lot of people aren't. You know, either reaching their potential. Um, okay, I was gonna say three things: it's belief, laziness, um, and confidence. I was gonna put something else in there, but I believe like. That's the three things, right? You need to be confident in what you're doing. You need to believe in it, regardless. And you need to work for it, man. Like, that's it. That's that's, that's the main thing is really what I've got to say. So I've been, like, kind of going over a lot of old um, audio books um, that I've, I've, that's in my collection. I've got over 50 books. 
Um, and yeah, man, like for me personally, um, you, you know, if you want to be successful, you got to follow what successful people do, right? And they do. And if if you got if you're blessed, and I think it's a blessing. I think it's actual blessing to be blessed with a work ethic, right? And loving the work, right? Some people enjoy their work. Some people are passionate, and like you know, that's what I'm saying. That like work is what's going to get you to where you want to get to in anything. Like a relationship with somebody, that's work. It takes work to actually get it solid, right? So everything requires work. Um, we're in a day and age of work, so that's really what it is. So the first bookshop I'm going to drop is called Hustle. Harder, Hustle, Smarter by 50 Cent. That dropped back in lockdown. So if anyone doesn't know about the book, it's just about 50 Cent's business deals, his mindset. And yeah, man, it's just sick, man, because loads of the stuff, like, he's saying, I'm doing, right? And just all of this stuff, you know, know, when you read stuff and you look at it and you think, well, I'm already doing this. This is something, oh, I've done it already or I'm looking to do it. I'm already on the way, you know, because I've got that drive, determination, and discipline. And discipline is another key. So it's like really knowing that you need to push yourself when you don't want to push yourself. You need to push yourself when you get knocked down. That's just what it is, right? So if you haven't got thick skin, it's going to be tough for you to to even even get the ball rolling just to get started because you're going to be you might get hit straight away as soon as you get started. So there's nine things in the book, um, nine content, sorry, in the book um, that I'm going to basically wheel off. Um, what the book's about. Um, I definitely would recommend anyone that's into business, anyone that is trying to, you know, get into entrepreneurship, definitely, definitely pick up the book. So the first book, um, sorry, the first chapter is called Finding Fearlessness. Second, Heart of the Hustler. Third, Constructing Your Crew. Fourth, Knowing Your Value. Five, Evolve or Grow. Six, Power of Perception. Seven, If We Can't Be Friends, Let's Be Enemies. Number eight, learning to learn from your L's. And nine, the entitlement trap. And for me personally, I'm going to name my best best chapters. And I think my best one, because it resonates with me personally, is the entitlement trap. Learning from your L's. Evolve or die. Reconstructing your crew. Heart of the hustler. And finding fearlessness. And 50 does go into like the implementation. There's implementations of everything, right? You're not going to do something exceedingly and there's no, you know, downside, right? So, yeah, he does talk about trying to get enough sleep and being that person who, you know, he's fighting that. He's fighting that. He's fighting sleep. And, um, yeah, I'm going to play um, a clip from the book um, about that. Um, and, yeah, and I'll repeat it if people can't hear it. And it's about work and entitlement. And, like, people feel like people and the world owes them something like nobody owes you anything and that's why i love entrepreneurship because it's in your hands you're self-employed <laughs> you know so how much money you make is nothing to do with anything you can't blame anyone and once you get rid of excuses you trust me you'll move forward man and that's a lot of people do they sit with their excuses they haven't got this they have i done it that's why i'm talking i sat in excuses i blame this i blame this i blame everything then i just didn't really look at the main thing which is me i'm my worst enemy right so once you're tough enough and you're not even tough on yourself, but you're just being honest with yourself and saying, look, I'm the common denominator. I'm the reason I'm not successful. I'm the reason I'm not a millionaire. Anyone who's seen it, I had to learn it, I had to go through it. And, you know, and that's just what it takes. So let me drop this line here. But even without the advantages being told, you 
might still experience some of the same sensations of resentment or entitlement that have tripped those guys up. This is especially true if you're still in your 20s or early 30s. There's a growing perception that millennials don't have the same work ethic as previous generations. A poll by Reason Group found that 65% of American adults think the younger generation is entitled. That might be what the polls say, but I can't lay the blame solely at the feet of the internet babies. Shaniqua isn't a millennial. Neither are the guys in Gita. They're from the same generation as me. We were all raised with the same expectations. There's also a perception that entitlement is a specific byproduct of being a spoiled white kid. I don't believe that either. My son's rich, but he sure isn't white. None of those dudes that grew up with me in Queens were white either. I don't view entitlement as an issue that's about young versus old or black versus white. If anything, it's become an American issue. In this country, it seems like we resent having the hustle for success. We celebrate glamorous jobs or high profile positions, but the nine to five grind seems beneath us. We suck our teeth stocking the shelves at Target or collecting tickets at the movie theater. Unless a job reflects exactly what we think we deserve, which let's be honest, most jobs never will, we act like it's a waste of our time. You don't feel that energy nearly as much in other countries. I've probably lapped the globe three or four times by now. I've eaten in a thousand restaurants overseas, stayed in a thousand hotels, and ridden in the back of a thousand cars. I can report that the attitude about work is usually different abroad. People take their job seriously, no matter what level they are. I see this in Asian places like Japan, Taiwan, and Singapore. From the street sweepers up to the entrepreneurs I meet, it seems like everyone is hustling hard. No one is acting like they resent their job. Everyone seems to be trying to get ahead. It's the same way in the countries I visited in Africa and the Middle East. From the dudes selling water on the street corners to the women working in the hotel shops, no one is slacking. Everyone seems dialed into whatever task is in front of them. Remember the hypothetical peanut stand I wrote about earlier? The one I'd opened if I ever went broke? Well, when you're overseas, it seems like everyone has the same approach. They accept that they have to hustle relentlessly. And if they do, day after day, year after year, they believe they can hustle their way to a better life. Despite all the opportunities we enjoy, I'm not sure people have the same confidence in this country. Over here, the sense of entitlement is found at every level of society. I certainly feel it among the rich. It seems like the people in the million-dollar penthouses feel like they have the right to live there. Everything about their identity is tied up in not losing that position. They believe their lifestyle is their birthright. At the same time, the people in the low-end housing feel like no matter what they do, they're never going to get one of those penthouses themselves. So instead of hustling harder, they stop caring. That's one of the real lasting effects that slavery has had on African Americans. If, as a people, you work for 300-odd years and never see yourself move even a centimeter up the success ladder, it impacts you. Hell, forget about 300. It probably had an impact after five years. That sense of, no matter how hard I work, it's not going to matter, becomes ingrained in people's mindsets. This is part of the reason a lot of folks in the hood have lost that ambition to keep pushing themselves. They have to battle with a different type of entitlement, feeling like you're never going to make it happen for yourself, so someone else is going to have to do it for you. An immigrant isn't going to identify with either one of those mentalities. From their perspective, there's no difference between the bricks in the skyscraper and the bricks in the housing project. The entire country looks like the most beautiful place in the world. Uh, I'm going to stop it there because, um, yeah, I feel like I had to run the whole thing because I feel like 
there's so much in that and a lot of people have that mentality and like it really sat with me here he's talking about America he's talking about all of this other stuff about generations but it's all about the individual man so I believe not everybody but there's always a specific life threatening event that changes your life his was getting shot nine times Kanye was getting into an accident nearly dying he says it right mine was just being here in life because I was going to die at birth right so you have to have that survival spirit it's a spirit and everyone's got something maybe somebody hasn't but that's what I believe I didn't I didn't think you're born with it or you're not you can't you can't make somebody like be something they're not regardless of you know again this mindset as well so you can have a certain fixed mindset that's not going to allow you to think any different um so I really wanted to run that whole thing about work and I remember like you know when 50 Cent's album came out I was probably about 15 16 the biggest thing ever and you know where he is now is massive bruv like he you know transcended you know free Eminem and Dr. Dre you know he went head to head with 50 with the albums and you know so now he's dropping a book in 2020 it's amazing man because every drug dealer is an entrepreneur you just got to channel the energy into something legal my cousin told me something years ago. Sorry, my cousin's partner at the time, which is basically my little cousin's dad, was like, you need to do something that doesn't come back to you. So I don't want to disclose what um, I was doing a job the other day and um, some guy was showing me something in his phone. And I was like to him, you need to delete that because that's illegal. You know, I know family members person that got caught because they had something on their phone. So... I'm trying to show him, don't have that. I'm showing him my, my, my business now. I'm saying, look, this is something that we should be sharing each other as a culture, as men, black men. So, yeah, we, 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 we've, been, we've been conditioned and brainwashed to think all these kind of things. So, again, to break that takes years as well. But that just something that ran with me. And, um, you know, yeah, so 50 Cent it was a drug dealer, bruv, successful drug dealer, but he transcended that energy and he put that same mindset into the business world. That's why he can go and, you know, get coke to go and buy the vitamin water and you know the, the, you get it because it goes into everything how he even structured his, his deal he got one of the greatest deals in life you know he had offers as well like most hot eyes would always get offers from labels so i've i thought years for years it was just like eminem heard him on the radio and signed him immediately i didn't know that other people were interested so his story is sick um but one of my best tracks on the 2003 get rich or die trying album is um even that line is sick, get rich or die trying, you know, that's a guy who's on it, right? Um, was um, I can't, and he has a line when he goes, no one can stop my shine. It's God plans, homie. It's not even mine. That's a, that, that, that line is sick, man, because it's showing you, like, if you're going to be successful, that's going to happen anyway, right? It's, 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 it's never me. It's, 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 the, it's the guy above. So, yeah, man, and this guy still works. These guys that put an album out in 2003 were working hard to even get to that point. Then they've been working since 2003, which is the height of their success or when the world knew about them. They're still working today. He does he does um, TV shows and like I said, he just put a book two years ago or last year. Like, So come on, man. These guys are still working. PD, all these guys are still working. They're millionaires, bro. So that's what I'm saying. Like anyone that's got a job as well, and I'm speaking because I'm doing it. And that's what I'm saying. Like people, I didn't get to that part because it was a long part of audio. I didn't want to, you know, put too much in there. But yeah, it's like, he was talking about a part like where people have a job, but they talk about a business idea 
and like they measure their success based on them being in the job for a certain period. So, you know, if you've got an idea and you're working, it's good. You need cash flow. You need cash flow to live, right? Don't leave your job to start a business, right? What you need to do is cover your bottom line. Don't know how old people are. If you're younger, then maybe you might be able to do it. Because once you've got expenses, it becomes much difficult. If you're a parent, even more difficult. So you really got to look at your situation. You're kind of in a, you're kind of situation slave a little bit. But if you ain't got a lot of expenses or responsibilities, definitely jump out the window as young as you can. That's why I work with the youth and I show them like, before you before life hits in 10, five years, really stop getting packed with your finances and what you want to do in your life. Because life's going to get hard, man. And it's harder when you don't know what you want to do at the same time. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's easier if you get these things early, knocked down. So yeah, man, it's like, the main thing we do every day, and this is my, not great with schools, but we need to teach kids things they're doing every day. This generation is more different than the generations before. And I feel like money is something we all need to learn how to use, um, spend, save, and invest. There's only three things you do in money. So um, I talk about a lot because it's the bed of everything I do. It's the bed of everything we do. It's about money. When, when money makes the world go around. So we can't even eat without money. So the reality is learning money should be a life Number one, actually, life skill. You're going to know how to even make money, how to even do sales, how to do marketing. These things are so, so, so important. So recently, what I've done, um, I listened to this audio um, by the guy that um, Harvey Ever, Harvey T. Ecker, he basically wrote The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. So the concept of the whole book in the summary is what, what you think about money, what you think about rich people, what, you, what your parents told you. Because when you're a kid, like, because again, doing the youth work, back to that, like when you're young, you're just a sponge and from all the adults around you subconsciously or consciously. So like you just adopt these beliefs and habits and it becomes your reality in your life in the future. But when you meet someone, you meet everything, everybody that was around them up to that point, right? You, it's influence, right? So that's what that book's about. And breaking that, conditioning because we've been conditioned and not brainwashed but to a degree yes we have because it's like the perfect example is like when you're young and i see it because i worked in the schools you know somebody has a rumor somebody hears something and they run with it we do this now we do everything on social media we don't know if it's real or fake let's just be real every single thing people paint perceptions on the internet so we don't know what's really fake people create fake websites to take people di- we don't know what's real and that's the game the game is like, you know, we can't just run with something. You've got to do our research. You've got to have conversations. We've got to really look into things. And, you know, and sometimes we do that in life. We hear something. We just, yeah, that's it. He's this. You know, even when someone gets caught, right, and, you know, they get arrested, they still have to go through the process of getting convicted. And if there's no enough evidence, if there's nothing solid, if they haven't got proof, that person won't go to prison, you know. So it's all about, you know, guilty to proven in you know that line you know you have to be proven innocent so money is a big thing you need to know we want to be rich but you think about it. we all want to be rich but we don't know about money and that's where it starts you know it's more about how you deal with money so you know me i had to go to the drawing board myself i'm um, look at where i was and where i want to go in terms of this money game it is a game right and i want to go into what i'm learning at the moment but i'll, I'll talk about that later um a lot of stuff is like a game right it's just real there's a winner there's a loser and there's progressing, there's dying, right? So it's about knowing where you are, there's levels, you know? I look at it like that. 
Um, so I'm going to quickly run through a few of my notes that I made from the audio that I listened to. And again, I don't ever listen to stuff that I can't apply today in the future. Stuff I'm doing, I make it relevant. So number one is the financial freedom. So for me, financial freedom is be able to make decisions because you own your time. Time is the key, right? So do what you want with your time and the ability to live the lifestyle you desire without working or relying on others to work. So you need to create something that works while you work, passive income. There's only 24 hours in a day. And if you got a job, you need to use all the money you make in your job, pay off your fixed expenses. And then once you've done that, then you can start investing your money in yourself and then things, and then, you know, and again, through patience as well, because it's work, going back to that same word, you have to do it again and again and again and again to get results. So it's not no one thing. It's not lottery. It's not that you're going to go and buy a lottery ticket for a pound and win a million. You know, it's work. It's, it's work, right? There's no immediate gratification in the, in this long-term game, right? So the income without working is what we really want to get to. That's how the rich is rich, right? It's income without working. These people, if you have to slave yourself for a job until you're 65, you might work till you're dead. So you've got to find ways to make money in your sleep. Most people's money, half of people's problems is money. Um, people lie about money. Um, money holds so much weight with men. I want to have a whole separate podcast, maybe a whole moving about men and money. I'll call it that, men and money, you know. Um, you know, men are the breadwinners. Men take girls out on dates. Men are meant to pay. Men, there's so many, you know, a broke man. How A broke man is different than a broke female. Let's just be real. That's real. So it's deep. But anyway, um, you know, that's what we want to achieve. So how would you want to do that? How would you want to not actually work to produce money? How would you do that? But it has to be greater than your monthly expenses, though. It has to be, you know, calculate how much is going out. You've got to make 10 times as much, right, than what you're making to make it work, basically. You don't want to just make even. So you want to have choices and, you know, financial decisions in the future. And how are you going to do that? It's simplifying your lifestyle today. Right now, you know, look at your expenses. Are you spending too much money on food? As long as you're eating, can you simplify that for a small period of time, six to 12 months? That's another book. I'm not even going to drop it, but it's an example for the millionaire next door. Like, these people live frugal. These people live basic. These people ain't got no big Lamborghinis and McLarens and Porsches. Some do, right? But you only get that once you can afford it or once it can pay for itself. So I don't want to go through all my notes, but there's some key things that I really want to mention. So there's there's certain type of things you can do with your money. So there's working income where we are now. There's saving, right? And then there's investing, and then obviously producing passive income. If you have a business, and this is what I'm doing right now, and I'm going to do a, a book review tomorrow about the four-hour work week in the EMF. Creating systemized business models that don't demand too much of your personal time, but just a bit of management and overseeing from time to time. This is what we want to achieve through automation and scaling. Nowadays, you can do it through apps, you know, any online platform, you know, booking and payment, CRM. There's so many things, there's VAs and all this stuff. So, And then you spend the 20% on growing the business, not the operations. So I'll quickly go through the money management side of it. I'll go through, you know, start for the, you know, start from the top, what you're trying to work towards the objective and then what you do with your money. So anyone now today, these are practical things. You open up four bank accounts. One bank account is a financial freedom bank account. Every single money you get, save 10% without fail, right? Whether you do it manually, whether you do it automatic, whatever you do, 10% every single time you get paid. Monthly, weekly, whenever it is. Um, if you're an entrepreneur, you make money sporadically, 10% on everything you receive, right? Put it into account. That's for saving and investing only. 
like I said, the best thing you can do is invest in yourself. But again, learn about money. Spend one hour learning something new about money every single day, right? You've got an hour to grow. You all know how to blow it. You've got an hour to grow it, right? Um, again, education, knowledge is key. So, you know, spend money on things that you're going to learn from. Books, massive. I'm big on that. Audio, books, mentorship, events, online courses, right? And at the same time, financial freedom. You know, if you have money sitting there, rather you spend time to build up savings, you can actually use your credit. So if you've got good credit, definitely build it up. And there's so, so, so many ways to do that. Um, even if you've got to pay for that. Long-term savings. So this is for, you know, another account. Obviously, the amount will vary. Um, and you'll use that money for fixing up your house. Um, you know, going on trips to have breaks away, to come back and kill the game <laughs> like I've just done. Um, you know, investments in, you know, a car or whatever it is. So these are the things that is separate from what you're doing. And these are like long-term savings. The third account is expenses. So that will go strictly 100% on your fixed expenses. Stuff you, you know, you can't afford to live without. And the cost of paying it um, is detrimental. So obviously rent and food and all this stuff. And mainly your house bills, basically. The money's tied up in the house. So you'll do that. You know, I would definitely say start very, very small. Start investing into stocks. You can do it. You don't have to invest grants. Start today because money can grow, right? Even if you make, even if you make a little bit back, it's better because when you spend it on whatever you're spending on, it doesn't go anywhere. The last one is your play account, right? And this one, you have a budget. You know, don't know what you want to do. Your budget. That's when again you need to treat yourself. You need to have breaks. And this is me speaking because I'm doing it, right? <laughs> go out, take yourself out, even say, look, I've celebrated myself. And I've done all of this for a whole month. I've, you know, committed to my goals. And I'm going to celebrate myself. You go out, you know, and do it regular, man. So it's like your, because I've done behavior management, that's what it's about. It's called the carrot and sticks method. So if you don't achieve what you're meant to do, you do something. If you achieve something, then you do something, right? If that makes sense. So for instance, if you don't achieve your goal, nothing wrong with that, you go and give a homeless person 50 pounds or something, right? Just for instance. If you do your goal, then you go and buy yourself a slice of cake every month, right? I just decide to go to really fancy restaurants once a month just to celebrate myself as like a, you know, a gear up. So these are the things you do with your money uh, for part of the money game. And again, I'm doing this. This is literally in motion right now. So obviously everyone's different. Everyone's got to tailor it to how you want. And I went to my friend's barbecue and one of his friends was talking to me about what I'm doing and I was talking about money and all this stuff. So he recommended a book. Actually, a lot of this stuff is all about America. And that's why for me, I'm big on London, England. You know what I mean? Like, because it really, some things are universal, but there's some specific things, you know, only are going to be for Pacific people. So this book I'm dropping is called Guide to Taking Control of Your Personal Finances by Laura Watley. So basically, it's about money, everything about renting. Um, I'm not going to drop the contents because I've been going a while for the money topic. But it's definitely something to pick up if you want to understand money. Um, it's definitely something that we all don't know about. They didn't teach us at school. And this is the first generation that we're creating the change. And I genuinely, genuinely believe that. So, yeah. So that's the game. Best thing to do is invest in you. And the best thing you can do is invest in yourself. So yeah, that's it really. So for me personally, I'm looking at it differently, like how, what I want to do in terms of like, um, you know, investing in property. So, you know, I might, you know, everybody wants to go down the road and just do their radios and that's amazing, right? 
I always want to be an example that you can be great and big. And sometimes it might be seen as far-fetched at the time. But for me personally, I always want to be an example that things are possible. That's why I went to Dubai and recorded it. I want someone to look at that and think, wow, Jerome's in Dubai. I want to do something similar or the same, right? And the main reason people go to Dubai is because it's cheap, basically. And um, yeah, it's like you save a lot of money and you can actually have a start. You know, young people getting on the social ladder now is way different than it ever was. So we have to, for me anyway, think outside the box. Think, how can we own our property? How can we move our parents? How can we afford to even buy a house? That's a hard question. That's what the money book actually starts with. Starts with property, like young people basically getting into property. So, yeah, man, like anyone that wants to, you know, invest invest in property, it's, it's a hard it's a hard journey, you know, and especially if you financially you're not in a great position. Um, I think the main thing is the what you what you're born into. So, for instance, there's there's people out there now that parents can afford to give them a mortgage, give them money towards their mortgage, plus they're with a partner. So that's basically four people. Not even that. If you really if you really looked at it, it might even be. You know, the parents of your partners. So you're looking at like eight people investing in property because they can afford to. <laughs> like a lot of a lot of um, you know, middle class, working class people's parents can't afford to give them money for the deposit. So it's very difficult. So a lot of people are going to places, like I said, like Dubai, a lot of English people are there. And for me personally, I feel like pool funding, coming together, group economics is the best way. Um obviously we need to have people that are all think it the same or like kind of the same energy and it will work i think it will work it's the belief right and you know that's really what it takes even rich people do this right because they've got to save money this is the model that's out there so that's what i'm pushing so i've got an event in november 2022 it's about buying property abroad uh the buy property investment so i've got a video that i've done about kind of the villas that i saw the people that i spoke to the prices the deposits basically all the information for someone that's just starting and they think you know what i don't want to invest in london i don't want to invest in anywhere in the uk i actually want to go abroad and again the good thing about going abroad and the best this is what i take from it anyway we can show pictures and videos oh, i went away but imagine you can do people that live there just do that but imagine you had enough money you just brought a villa somewhere like ibifa where i just came from and that's just your normal day every day of life, going to the beach every morning. So it's like, you got, for me anyway, I'm trying to buy places that I love, right? Buy places. So if I like, if I love Ibiza, if I love Dubai, rather than me spending money in a hotel, I rent it out while I'm here. And then when I go there, I got somewhere to stay and I don't have to worry about paying. So obviously, the main thing about, you know, we're going to quickly run through it is the tips about buying abroad. It's obviously doing, doing your research about the local laws because it's different, it's way different. Um, and always get confirmation about what's agreed because, you know, there's so much things out there. Uh, check the seller or the property developer owns the, the, um, the title deeds. Um, check the deeds and the property and all the land. And there's so many things, but main thing is check whether the um, owner has um, outstanding bills on there. There's so many things. So have a checklist because what you don't want to do is put thousands and thousands of pounds into something and it doesn't work out. A lot of property in Dubai, and I'll be honest, and this I'll talk about in the video as well, and the event is being built in seven years or three years. And they're like, okay, well, this is the model. They show you a model of buildings and they're saying, okay, this is going to be built in seven years. So it's going to go up in value by this time. 
but you want something tangible. So for me, I was more geared to the villas than the apartments. Um, I be for itself is a luxury place. I didn't only went there for a week, but I never really had a chance to really go around. I was about business. I was like, okay, I want to build relationships. I want to go to the properties. Um, and I didn't really go there for that reason. But anyway, man, that's just one one part of it. And yeah, man, like for me, I've traveled four places this year. Um, I'm actually looking to hit um, Germany. Yeah, like November times around this time, basically, like middle of November, beginning of November, um, you know, and I've been around and that's what I'm looking at now. I'm really looking at it, not as, oh, I'm going on holiday. I'm going away to have a break from work. Plus, I'm going to see opportunities. Is there a place where I can go and build a little shop in Germany or have a bar in Ibiza or have, you know, a a coffee shop or whatever in in Amsterdam, like, do you know what I mean? And then once you have um, cash flow, then you can afford to have an apartment and then, so look, I'm going to go to, because when you're in different surroundings, this is what I've, I've seen as well. A lot of young people, when they've grown up, like maybe in their 20s and 30s now, moving around a lot, country-wise, they're just way different. There's something happens to people when they stay in the same area for so long. And it's designed like that as well, right? They want to keep you in the same borough, they keep you in the same house, they keep you... I'm always, I've always been here 10 years. For me, if, if things were different for me financially... I would be moving around. It's just good to just have different surroundings every day. Just good to wake up in a different place every day. You know, when I woke up in these hotels in different countries, it just felt different, right? So that's basically what I'm on. And, you know, the world is bigger than your area. You know, we love our areas. We love where we're from. But, you know, I'm going to list the places that, you know, 10 places that are to visit. And definitely, man, it, it don't have to mean nothing extravagant. The fact you're in a different country, the fact you can have a break and get some vitamin D. Um, and again, like challenge yourself, man. Like even for me, not ne- not this year, but next year, I'm going to go on Rosetta Stone and learn the basics of some languages. So say if I did have a business or a house in another country, it would be more of an asset for me to learn the basics of the language of the country I'm in. You know, it might be hard, especially Arabic. But, you know, if I learn a bit of Dutch, a little Spanish, a little bit of German, like, you know, there's no harm in that. But the top 10 countries um, to visit are Dubai, Colombia, uh, Turkey, Barbados, Greece, Portugal, Thailand, Brazil, New Zealand, Cuba. So these are the places that a lot of people go to. And yeah, man, even me, I looked at the whole, the whole holiday thing when I was in IB for way different because I saw like these wealthy people that can come here and they're always coming and the people come for work. There's like three different types of people. There's rich people who can, you just fly around. That's their job because they've got money. They're at a point where they can just do that. Then there's, they're a bit older. Then they've got the young, young generation who saved a lot of money working hard who come there for a holiday. And then you get the middle boat people who come there to work. The young people who work in bars and work in restaurants and they get visas and they can work. And, you know, so it's just, you know, looking at it differently, man. So I want to look at another, you know, say if I got a villa in Ibiza that just looks like a palace, a little mini palace, that's inspiring. Then someone who just got, a, there's no nothing wrong with it, a little house in South London and they're showing the keys on Gram. That's amazing too, because I ain't done it, right? But what I'm saying is that I want to raise the bar. I want people to say, wow, I want to get a property in this country, because it ain't hard. I know so many people that got properties in different countries and it's just believing it's possible and wanting it, you know? And once you want it, it will happen, man. So right now, one of the things I'm learning, and you always got to push yourself, and I'm doing this for the next 30 days, every single day, to make it a habit, because everything's about habits. 
I wake up in the morning, brush my teeth, wash my face, and I play chess. Why am I going to learn chess? Yeah, For me, I'll read this thing, and I think it's so, so accurate about why I'm learning chess, personally. P- when playing chess, your brain will be challenged to exercise logic, develop patterns, recognition, make decisions both visually and analytically, and test your memory, big for me. Chess can only be enjoyed by any age, can be enjoyed by any age, sorry. As a result, these brain exercises can be part of the health of your brain for your entire life. So for me personally, every single day, I write down one thing that I learned from chess, right? And I've got three different tiers. This is how I do everything in life. I create an objective and then I break it down and then in terms of the steps of what I'm trying to achieve. So for instance, I'm like, okay, I want to learn the basics. I want to learn the moves. I want to learn the names of the pieces. Then once I play, because I can play on my computer, I will now um, go to join a chess club in London, which I, which I already joined. Right, once I got to a certain level, because there's no point in me learning and playing. I've got to learn, get to a certain level, and then go and play other people. Once I play other people, then after that, um, then I will just scale up, and then I'll educate myself even more and try and study it. That's what I'm like, and I'll get a book, and I'll say, okay, cool. Let me get the basis and the foundation down of chess. It's a mindset game. It makes you think so deep like about life, because life is like a game of chess. They've said it for years, and it's true. Um... And then the next level tier, because obviously I've got a lot of plans for like my YouTube will be like doing videos where I do like live chess games um, where I play people and I record it. Um, so that's kind of my my thing really, man. Um, at the moment, I'm doing a 12-week year. So within that are my goals. Anyone wants to get a 12-week year, go and Google that. Um, your actions, your thoughts control your actions, your actions control your results. It all goes down to that. And obviously the first thing you can do is believe. Um, if you believe, you definitely will achieve. So for me personally, I want to get more done in 12 weeks than others do in 12 months. That line alone sounds nuts, but it's true because when you do a New Year's resolution, you always feel like you've got time because, you know, you know, December's far away. But if you know that you've, got, you've only got three months, you know, for me, if you ever looked at the Four Seasons of Life by Jim Rohn, you know, I'm in my autumn season and this is going to be a killing season. I really believe it because I really focus on what I'm doing. Um, so anyway, I've got my goals and then I spread the goals for three months and I do something small every single day in different departments. Um, that's just the speed of it. Obviously, I've got a planner sorry, that books it and then every week I reflect on the whole seven days and then look at what I've done wrong, what I've done right and every every set I commit to it every single week. I look at how I'm getting closer or further away from my goals because you're, you're either doing one or the other. So I'm going to leave you with this. You can build the future from where you are now or add to the history that's already there. You've got to make the right decisions. Smart people learn from their mistakes and wise people learn from mistakes from others. This is Jerome from Desire to Inspire Podcast and I'm out.